Movies! Oh, welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I am one of your hosts, live from his own apartment, which I realize is where I usually am. <laughs> but in, th- in this case, I've been here all day. I'm Matt Beebe. Uh, and I'm another person, exactly what Beebe said, John George. Um, I, but I've been here longer than Matt Beebe. I haven't been outside of my apartment since, I don't know, it's been like two days now, three days maybe. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're coming back from a hiatus. We've been very busy, but thankfully, the uh, good old coronavirus has has shut <laughs> off everything and given us plenty of time to record big boy movies um, mm-hmm. from the safety of our own homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear you, God. We you know we know you want some more big boy movies. Um, yeah, no, he was like, oh, they haven't uploaded in so long. I, <laughs> just ah, oh, let them let them stay home. Let them stay home. <laughs> yep. Uh, thank you, God, for that uh, because I am very excited. I'm about to watch a lot of movies because even I don't. When's the last time we were we even released a big boy movie? So I gotta look this up. It was was it? It was February. It had to be right. Four weeks ago. Yeah, it's been a month. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it's it's been a month since since we recorded that Birds of Prey episode. And yeah. uh, since then, I have only watched one movie, um, I guess. So that sucks. Yeah. And, and I, since then, I have watched uh, no movies. Uh, <laughs> my last, like, two weekends have just been completely full and i just haven't had any time to watch anything yikes yeah uh, same here i mean i'm traveling every weekend basically yeah uh, so i've had literally just no time and when i have had time i i just haven't wanted to watch movies yeah and you know what now that we have plenty of time we can watch all the new movies coming to the oh oh oh, oh no yeah we can't do that either yeah no that's not happening, BB. They've canceled theaters, so they canceled theaters and also all the movies that they would put in the theaters. Yes, uh, it's not like it's not like we're missing anything here, but <laughs> um, yeah, they've can- not Fast, yet. Fast Nine will would have been coming out. BB's, of course, yeah. super upset. Fast, F Nine, the Fast Saga, would have come out on my birthday this year, but they have delayed it an entire year. Yeah. To Crazy. April next year, so not even my birthday next year. Crazy. Can't believe it. Yeah, all these delays. I don't know. I can't think of one that I'm like, that has been announced that I'm like super upset about, honestly, yet. So nothing, yeah, nothing too bad. I, I'm not upset about too many of them. The problem is like once all this, you know, fingers crossed, once all this goes away, like yeah. April and May are going to be a bust for movies yeah. unless they put something there. Because uh, everything else has just been moved all the way to the end of the year. Oh yeah, um, I, there, there's got to be some like a twenty four stuff happening still though. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to to dig around to find the movies in this movieless, lawless world, free of of toilet paper <laughs> and soap. Yeah, it's. I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, there is first cow came out, but now the theaters are all closing, so we can't see it. No, Um, we're we're going to figure something out. I have a feeling now that we have time to watch movies, we'll probably do some throwback episodes. Oh, yeah. um, Some streaming movies, um, 
all that good stuff that everyone that's going to be real topical and even if it's not no one will know because they can't go outside (laughs) exactly dude uh but there are like new netflix movies i feel like we can watch netflix netflix doesn't stop for the coronavirus that's oh yeah no netflix stops for no man Um, so we'll get in there and and find i'm sure a, a gem a real gem I'm just upset we couldn't see Sonic before this hit, you know? I know. We had every chance. We had all the chances in the world, and we were fools to ignore the blue hedgehog. Yep. It, it's his, It's honestly probably his doing, uh, this, this coronavirus thing. So. Yeah, no. Sonic ran too fast and spread it across the globe. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we don't have... <laughs> We don't have too many. I guess I've I've looked at my letterbox profile, BB, now, and I realize I have seen Force Majeure since the last episode. But I it feels like I talked about it on the last episode, but I it I probably haven't. I guess you you have not. You, okay. I I recall you have not. Okay, so then I guess I'll talk about Force Majeure, um, which is a French uh, or not French Swedish film. They yeah Swedish film. Um. That uh, came out in 2014. You guys may have heard of it because they recently released an American remake of it called Downhill, starring Will Ferrell and uh, Julia, Lu- Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And uh, yeah, decided to see Force Majeure since Downhill already came out. Like, I think one day I was, I was, it was on a flight. I remember that. I watched it on a flight. And I decided to download it because I was like, oh, Downhill's already out, and I kind of want to go see it, but I should watch Force Majeure first. Uh, So I did that, and then I never watched Downhill. Um, But I really want to watch Downhill because, like, while I was watching Force Majeure, I could easily see what the American remake would do in a lot of these situations because it was like, I don't know, you've seen, there are tons of, this is like part, Force Majeure is like part comedy, and the comedy parts are super like dry humor, like almost like British humor too. Like European humor seems pretty similar overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's almost like the UK office to US office type thing, except the US office is probably way better than what downhill is. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like could imagine the Americanized version of the jokes they were making. So I really wanted to see downhill to see if I was right about some of the jokes they were making and how they would change them. Um, all I will say is I did find out that, well, the guy, what's his name? One guy from Game of Thrones is in this movie. Um, in both movies, I found out that he's in both movies. Oh, and he shit. plays He plays different characters in both movies, and it's just like an Easter egg that he's in the new American version. Um, it's Tormund. Tor- Tormund's in the movie. Oh, okay. Hey, he uh, tested positive for coronavirus. Nice. Um support him by watching this movie i guess yeah no it's uh it's unfortunate he uh it it might have been downhill it do it did it to him we cannot confirm yeah uh he probably got something worse from from making that film Um, oh no uh, but yeah this movie why i highly recommend force majeure it's it's funny it's witty and uh i really like the message and um, I don't know. It's really, it's it's really good. Really nice little little tale, um, with with right. a lot of memorable shots and memorable moments in it. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, John, are are you familiar with what I am? 
I would hope so. But like, <laughs> do you know what I'm all of? Not necessarily that. Because I might be all of the Sith. Oh, oh. I know. I'm cringing, man. <laughs> that's my that's my intro for this segment <laughs> that I don't have a name for. Um, we're gonna call it uh, Star Wars retcons. Why did they do this? Oh God, why? J.J. Abrams, you're gaslighting me again. Stop it. <laughs> I like how this. <laughs> I like how it has a title, which means this could easily come back. It seems this specific. segment is almost guaranteed to come back because look, <laughs> they they just released uh, Rise of Skywalker on digital early for everyone trapped in their house because of the quarantine. Um, which seems like cruel and unusual punishment, but whatever. Um, so a while ago, this is great. The segment's great because it's not topical at all. Um, a while ago, the novelized version of The Rise of Skywalker came out. And in a, in a desperate attempt to fill some of the plot holes and, and strangeness in that movie, uh, the writer of the novel put a whole bunch of little tiny details in there to, to try and, and fix, quote-unquote, fix uh, some of the issues that people were having with the movie. And uh, they're really funny. It's, it's like, really... Because there's only so much you can do with that. Yeah, um, no, you can't, you can't... Just straight up, you cannot fix it. Because you've already... Like, you, you, it's embarrassing enough. You've already released this movie. You can't just, like, fix it by releasing a book, a, a novel... After. Yeah, like no one gives a shit about novels at this point. And it's also to the point of like none of the fixes or explanations they put in make it more interesting or make it a better story. It just makes it a longer story. <laughs> uh, it's just like, oh, you wanted to know how the sausage sausage was made? Well, uh here you go. And then it's like a minute of sausage being made. And you're like, Oh, I, I, okay. Ew. I guess sausage is <laughs> gross. gross. You don't want to know a sausage. Yeah. Gross. I guess like, I guess I do know now, but am I a better person for it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I just want to, you don't want to eat sausage. You know, if, if you, if you serve me a shit sausage and you're like, you want to know how this was made. And I say, well, did you like, stuff a bunch of shit in a sausage casing they'd be like uh m- maybe do you want to read my book about it <laughs> turns out they did that is what yeah they yeah so um there's i'm i have a list in front of me of all the major like plot hole fillings they did for this movie and we're gonna walk through them and just i guess talk about them a little bit um, and basically the reason I say this segment could come back is because they released it on digital and, uh, that means home release is not too much farther away, which means potential JJ Abrams commentary track. I'm sure there will be a whole bunch of great stuff in there. Gold. Oh yeah. Um, and- also probably like behind the scenes making of documentary. I, I mean, I know they had that for last Jedi and people love to like a- pull clips out of that. They should have Ryan Johnson do a commentary. That would be wild. <laughs> that would be so good. The problem is he's too nice, so he would just be nice about the movie the whole time. God. Could yeah. I God. I just want to see him be nice though. 
Yeah. I <laughs> like just try and say nice things about yeah, what's happening I, and yeah, exactly. be like, no, I've, I love star Wars. Got I, I, it's great. It was a great experience for me. Yeah. I, I love star Wars. Yeah. Bringing Palpatine back was, that was a good idea. Cause I love star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then he'd be like, man, you know, uh, JJ, it's, it's a really great movie. You know, I made the Star Wars movie and then went on to be uh, nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I'm sure you'll do the same, JJ. <laughs> okay. um, you know, can't wait to see what I, JJ does next. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's let's start through this list. Uh, the first one being uh, Palpatine is confirmed to be a clone in this movie. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So to the, me. The nasty old Palpatine with missing fingers and like a decaying face, uh, that was his backup clone. Mm -hmm. He was like, if I'm going to die, I want like a nasty, wrinkly, disgusting version of myself to put my consciousness into. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. So so I can be a nasty boy, but like in a different location. Yeah, because he wants to be nasty and old and threatening. All right, baby. You don't get it? Yeah, and also, can we talk about how in the prequels, he starts out looking like a normal-ass dude, and he only becomes nasty and wrinkly after his own force lightning gets zapped back into his face? Yeah. So did they, did they like, pre-zap this clone? Yeah, maybe. Uh, like They were like, oh, yeah, he said he wanted the wrinkle face, so we're just going to put this thing in the lightning machine for a few seconds. <laughs> Sort of, sort of cook him a little bit. We don't want an undercooked Palpatine clone. This retcon makes no sense. Why, like, so people, so this explanation is because people are like, okay, how is he back? Right? That's why. Yes, I think that's exactly. People are basically like, okay, that we was watched the best him. they could come up with. Yeah, we watched him fall down a pit, and then the pit exploded, um, and so like it. How how is he here in this on this other planet? And you know, it's it's like you can't have both. You can't have him be nasty and also a clone. Yeah, you got to pick one. I I there was such little effort put into him coming back in the movie, and then they had a chance to sit down and say, okay, we can re- release a novel where we can sit down and put more thought into maybe some of the things we you know, didn't put put that much thought into the movie. And they just came up with a clone, like a real cl- quick. That's all they said. Yeah, um, I I have. Let me check the article. I don't think it has a direct quote. Um, it says, while the vessel houses the emperor's spirit, it is not his original body. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't give much information, but effectively, because I have read the quote myself. It's just not in this article. Um, but yeah, it's basically he had some sort of backup clone. And then later in this article, they articulate that as he was falling down the pit in the Death Star, uh, he transferred his consciousness at the last second into the clone. So wow. just like an empty body died in, in the Death Star, which really makes uh, the ending of uh, Return of the Jedi great um, <laughs> because Darth Vader just, I guess, failed. Yeah, he did. Um <laughs> He he, uh, he was like, well, I guess he saved his son, so he didn't completely fail. But you know, having the emperor <laughs> just come back is like, what? Yeah, I mean that was the issue with it in the first yeah. place. Yeah, know, uh, like... let's let's continue. Uh, right. This one isn't 
uh, this one isn't as rich, I feel like, but they confirm that uh, the thousands of Star Destroyers that, like, rise up out of the ice on, on Exegol, those were built by all of Palpatine's disciples, and all of his disciples were, like, uh, they used to be just sort of inhabitants of that planet, and then Palpatine, I guess, at some point showed up and was like, hey, y'all work for me now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it says the the disciples worked for a generation on the Sith fleet. So for 30 years, they just, you know, ignoring how they got all of the materials and, uh, you know, how they in 30 years, you could build thousands of city sized starships. Uh, they did it. Whatever. I, that that doesn't matter. It's Star Wars is magic anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, Kylo Ren uh, had his mask put back together. They say in the book that the mask is the symbol of his leadership uh, over the Knights of Ren. And so he was like, oh, well, they, my, my boys aren't going to take me seriously unless I put my mask back together. Oh. So they ignored I, that whole part in Last Jedi where he just didn't want to be like. Yeah, no. Remember the part where, where <laughs> Snoke was like, you look silly in that mask and you're just trying to be Darth Vader and like you can't even do that right. And he was like, Ooh, I'm going to be my own person now. Smash, smash. He was like, nah, but my boys. <laughs> Isn't that how all things are retconned, baby? My boys. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I got to do my, it for the boys. Listen, uh, Palpatine falling down the pit and he's like, Ooh, my boy's going to be so sad if I die. <laughs> Good thing I, gotta, I got that clone. Got to clone myself for the boys. <laughs> yeah. Do it for the boys. <laughs> That's the uh, and so he did. Palpatine brought his helmet back to uh, an alchemist uh, who was a monkey. And uh, he, he just put it back together. Um, not because it's more consistent branding uh, to have uh, Kylo Ren put his mask back on and easier to sell toys. Uh, no, it was because <laughs> his boys. Because the boys wouldn't be threatened by him if he didn't have that mask. The boys would not follow Adam Driver without a scary mask. <laughs> That's... That is the whole point. Uh, yeah. I, I hate this mask. The mask thing <laughs> sums up why I hate, why I don't like this at all. Why yeah, I don't like these movies. Why I'm just sick of these fans. I don't, I don't like this whole situation. It is really depressing. I mean, imagine being the guy who has to write this book and they're like, all right, dude, here's all of the criticisms of our movie. We don't have the answers like you. You do it. <laughs> I just give it to one random guy. He's just like, OK, I don't. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you see, the problem is it doesn't make sense. So anything I say, you know, isn't going to help. Yeah. So I'll just do the most baseline like Occam's razor sort of explanations It'd be funny just if they got to, Ryan Johnson to write the novel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So next one, uh, Rebuilding the Resistance. This also isn't very interesting. It's just basically in between movies, uh, Leia and some people just went out and were like, oh, we got some old contacts and some people. Uh, we, you know, we have here. This is what the book says. After Crate, they spent time establishing contact with old allies, calling in favors, recruiting everyone sympathetic to their cause. So, uh, oh. and it said they had okay. been laying the groundwork for months. So when Lando shows up at the end with an entire fleet of ships, like the biggest fleet you've ever seen, it was because they did something before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. 
<laughs> the the months of work that they never talked about, never really mentioned or showed. Um, but they did. It happened. Yeah, it happened. they did it. And that's look. <laughs> just because you don't see it in the movie or hear about it in the movie doesn't mean yeah. it's not in the movie. Yeah, that's very true, BB. I'm glad that the, there's a novel to to show us that. Yeah, no, that's that's important. I think you know the the you know the movie Gladiator. Wouldn't that yeah. movie have been so much it, better? Wouldn't the it. you haven't seen Gladiator? No. Mother, all right. So that's on the list for quarantine time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to make the analogy now because I don't want to spoil the end of Gladiator. Yeah, please don't. Um, okay, fuck it. it. It's bad. It's stupid. Moving on. <laughs> um, explanation for sidelining Rose. Uh, well, the novel has one, to explain this. In the novel, they basically just say uh, she's an engineer, so uh, the resistance need her on the ground to fix things oh that's it (laughs) (laughs) gotcha had nothing to do with that whole controversy on twitter no you you see when you have like a main character in one movie in the next movie you're like oh but they have to do their job you know (laughs) remember she had a lot of character growth and like maybe she even grew out of her job she was like such a she was she had such a big role and did so well no no no. she's she's so defined by her profession that she just like <laughs> she had to work so she just couldn't fall in she line show up. yeah she had to, she called in sick to to rise of skywalker yeah um yeah you know how like in in empire uh, in return of the jedi when han was like Ah, shit, I got to smuggle something real quick and uh, <laughs> just wasn't in most of the movie because he's a yeah, smuggler. Yeah, because that's his profession. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what... Um, yeah, that uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and then he shows up towards the end and they're like, oh, what can I do to help? And they're like, eh, stand over there. Yeah, it's like if um, I were in a movie, I would just like be absent for a lot of it because I'd be editing videos or something. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you do. Um, yeah, Even though you profession. had a... A main role in the last one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the X-wing plot hole essentially being like uh, when Ray pulled Luke's uh, X-wing out of the water on Achto, uh, they're like, "How did that thing fly? It's been submerged in water for maybe years." Um, and the book is basically just like, "Ah, oh, she picked up a bunch of garbage off the planet and like patched up the the X-wing so she could fly it." Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, it, it. I don't know if we should have seen that in the movie, but whatever. Yeah, I, I uh, honestly, I don't care. I, yeah. I don't care about okay. that. Okay. Last, last two are my favorite, and we'll get through these quick so we can get onto our actual review. Yes. Um, Palpatine, technically not Ray's grandfather. Uh, Ray's father was a failed clone of Palpatine. Her father was a failed clone of palpatine so but palpatine failed clones can have sex is what you're telling yes so palpatine's minions were like all right we got to make a clone just in case palpatine gets thrown down a pit or some garbage uh and they make one and they pull it out of the oven out of their easy bake clone oven Mm -hmm. and uh it's just like a hot guy and they're like (laughs) now hold on (laughs) no wonder ray is hot right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they were like, this can't be right. And unfortunately, the uh, the hot guy also didn't have uh, strong force ability, according to the book. 
um, the body was not strong enough to to hold all of Palpatine's force energies. And so they're like, eh, get it out of here. And they just threw it away. And then he went on and fucked and had Ray. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they were like, you know, too hot, not usable. <laughs> Way too hot. We cannot have this be Palpatine. Palpatine has to be ugly. Yeah, Palpatine left us explicit instructions to make a nasty, wrinkle, fingerless monster. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is not my retcon, BB. I still follow the lore of Last Jedi, so. Yeah, no, th- I still follow the lore of the movie as there is no lore. <laughs> I would rather just watch this movie without <laughs> any of this knowledge at this point. Um, and the last one, the best one of all, is that the kiss between Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo and Rey uh, was not romantic. Okay. You know how, like, when you kiss, you you kiss your homies on the lips because you're like really thankful to them. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah, you know how you're like, ah, oh, damn, you you picked up some groceries for me. You just give them a prolonged mouth kiss. Yep. Usually, when I get the grocery, when someone gets me the groceries, someone picks up my like, um, like head medicine headache medicine from cvs i kiss them on the lips yep and and you do a yeah. little a little smile and gaze into their eyes deeply and uh, maybe you die who's <laughs> to say yeah. but it's not romantic i want not. to repeat the mouth kiss is not romantic not romantic at all why would i do yeah. i don't think any bb i don't think anyone was assuming that was romantic did you it's weird that they had to clarify this i totally saw like oh this is just a best friend kiss yeah, no, <laughs> I, I have a very clear line in my head as to what is a best friend mouth kiss and what is romantic. <laughs> so um, it's, well, it's you know, tongue, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not a poor directing choice. It's just it was too nuanced for for me to even see. Yeah, <laughs> this was JJ's directing at its finest. God, I hate this so much. I hate that they like. Because that one's so clearly like, oh, people didn't like the kiss. Uh, yeah. Let's fix it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no. It, you, like, <laughs> you have to imagine the guy writing the book was like sweating bullets being like, they said I have to make the kiss not romantic. What do I type? <laughs> and then he just types, <laughs> the kiss wasn't romantic. Uh, he, I, the book says it was like a kiss of gratitude. That's the quote. <laughs> I guess, man. I don't know. <laughs> Even if it's like a cultural thing from like the the Star Wars and the those people. No, but that here's we don't the thing: understand. it's not. It's not though because no one in Star Wars has ever done a kiss of gratitude because that's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's so dumb. That's so dumb. He, he sh- the novelist should have gotten real creative with it, if you ask me. Yeah, should have been, like, been like. If you like, look carefully, they up- slip and trip. They trip into each other's lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they it should have been like set up earlier in the book that like Kylo Ren doesn't even know what kissing is, <laughs> <laughs> and so at the end of the book, he was like he was suddenly swept with a feeling of gratitude, not knowing how to show it in his last moments. He presses his mouth against Ray's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> 
and then thinks to himself, is this anything? <laughs> no. No. I'm just friends. I guess not. And then he died. <laughs> yeah, he thinks to himself, what a cool friend. What a cool... <laughs> God, I hate this. I hate the novel so much. This sounds oh, like an awful yeah. novel. I don't want to read it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to blame the author. I guarantee you, he was given a list of notes, uh, mm-hmm. basically saying like you have to at least put a sentence in per fan complaint, um, <laughs> and it has to make some level of sense within the movie, so that if you watch the movie, you can be like, oh, I know why this is this way. But the, he still didn't manage to do that. Yeah, no, reason. he still, it, you know, it's, well, the next Star Wars movie is really going to be a trip. Not that we're ever going to get another Star Wars movie because movies are canceled. Yeah, don't, don't tease me like that. I don't want another Star Wars movie, BB, all right? No more. No one does, but it's going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, should we move on to the movie? That is the title of this podcast, BB. Yeah, it's it's been like half an hour. We should probably do that. Yeah, sure. Uh, we watched Onward, the new Pixar flick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, directed by Dan Scanlon. Um, he's, he's more of a Pixar newbie, BB. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I'm not from, too familiar with Dan Scanlon. Uh, he directed Monsters University. Um, oh, okay. That was a good one. Yeah, it was an enjoyable one. Um, but yeah, I think he. It says, um, it says he also code. He uh, let's see, he was a story artist for Cars and Toy Story Three. So, hmm. okay. Um, and he was a storyboard artist for The Little Mermaid Two: Return to the Sea and uh, One Hundred One Dalmatians Two. That's that's uh, where he got that's where he got his notoriety. That's when they're like, we yeah. got something with this guy. Yeah, those two movies, very good. Uh, everyone yeah. has everyone loves those. Um, now, do you think around the office they refer to him as Danny Scanny? <laughs> definitely. I've heard his nickname is Danny Scanny. Um, I've heard I've heard for sure that is his nickname. Dan, yeah, for, some, for some people Pixar call him Dan Scan. Um, they show mm-hmm. him that a little bit. D Scan, I've heard. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's a real, he's a real hoot, this guy. Um, <laughs> he's a hoot and a holler <laughs> to be, to be certain. Uh, and this, this, uh, has uh, another notable Pixar cast here. This time it's Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland and Julia Louis-Dreyfus who, um, talked about down, downhill earlier <laughs> and, uh, Octavia Spencer. So we got some. We got some actors in here, BB. We, yeah. I know those people. Quite the cast. It's uh, it's the exact cast you would expect for literally any movie in 2019. Yeah, exactly. Any any movie uh, that 2020. You're going to see. The year is 2020. Yeah, I guess, BB. Um, <laughs> if I go to the movies, I expect Chris Pratt to be in any movie I'm seeing. So, and Tom Holland as well. Yeah, so Tom I was Holland. Not I think is the big one. Oh yeah. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I expect her to be in every movie ever since I saw Downhill, the best movie ever. Uh, but yes, I it, my thoughts on it, as I went into it thinking, oh, this might be one of the, like, based off reviews I had been seeing from some of my friends, 
um, some people around. I was like, oh, this might be one of those Pixar's that are that's just like you know not that great. A good dinosaur of sorts, you know. Um, but it uh, exceeded my expectations personally, BB. I really actually enjoyed this movie. It was a f- fun, a fun ride. Um, which, by the way, I think I might have talked about Good Dinosaur on this podcast, possibly. But um, it reminded me of Good Dinosaur's adventure aspect, but um, I think it was a bit deeper than Good Dinosaur, which uh, why I rated it higher and why I think it, why I think it's not just a throwaway Pixar movie here. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Y- yeah, I also enjoyed it. I um, yeah, I don't think it's like a top tier Pixar movie, but it's definitely good. I think it did lean maybe a little bit too much into like action adventure sequences uh, for my taste, but it was, it was very solid uh, across the board. Um, uh, Yeah. And I think, you know, the movie was, had a very clear like character focus, which is, I think why I, whenever there was a big action scene, I was like, no, but like, like let them, let them do a a conversation. Yeah. Why, why we gotta be running everywhere. That's true. I would agree with that. Um, but I just had a, I, I definitely agree it's not a top, I don't think it's a top tier Pixar. Um, it's higher than I thought it would be, but I don't think it's top tier Pixar. I think I re-ranked my Pixar movies and I think it's number 10 out of 20 now. Okay. Is that how many Pixar movies I've seen? I don't know. That that would yes. imply the movie is like perfectly average as far as Pixar movies yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, but I think I think Pixar movies like are super top heavy though. And, like number fifteen on the list is Toy Story Four, which I still think is a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not until you get to like the bottom five where I'm like, okay, these movies are like not that great. Uh, but I also haven't seen Cars two or three. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I um, I would I would say I like this more than Toy Story Four. Uh, it's probably partly in in part because this is like a new property and so the the characters aren't as old and there's there's like more to explore in the world and that was one of the things i liked the most was the world building of this one. Oh yeah i agree there i mean just any i that's maybe one of my bigger complaints about toy story 4 was i didn't feel like it was necessary um mm-hmm. and i would rather see original things like this that pixar does because um, even though, even though I don't think this movie was perfect by any means or as good as some of their best, I still think it was a step in the right direction and, and definitely a fresh breath air, a breath of fresh air as far as Pixar yeah. goes recently, because we've been yeah. doing tons of sequels. And this is one of those Pixar's that I think is not going to get a sequel and it's going to be better for it. Oh yeah, definitely. I, if this got a sequel, I'd be so surprised. Yeah. I, I mean, it would have to make a ton of money, which it's definitely not going to now. Um, but yeah, it it was a nice self-contained thing and it makes me excited for the next Pixar movie, which looks really, really good. Oh yeah. Next Pixar movie. I am like, well, this got me, I think what this successfully did was got me even more excited for soul, which is the next Pixar movie. If you did not know out there, um, directed by Pete doctor, who is the director of my two favorite Pixar movies inside out and up. So like it's. I feel like it's just a guarantee that I'm really going to like soul. Um, yeah. It it looks very inside out esque. Yes. I I am very excited for it. I listened to the trailer briefly during this movie, but I have not seen anything about it besides that it's directed by Pete doctor and Jamie Foxx is in it. So yeah. And it's probably about music. 
Um, yeah, it's partly about music. Okay. Okay. So I I kind of know what it's about. I'm yeah. You you're gonna you're gonna have an idea of what you're getting into. Oh boy, <laughs> that's um, too much. But yeah. So uh, you wanna you wanna take it to Spoiler Town? Uh yeah sure. Let's go. Uh, yeah. There's I don't. Is there anything really like big that jumps out about you about this one? Um, Spoiler Town wise. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I well, the, my favorite part. Let's see. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I saw it. We were yeah, supposed to record you, last week, but I fell asleep before. Yes, that that was the <laughs> the main issue. But here we are. It's been exactly a week since I've seen it. Okay. Um, maybe we can we can walk through the plot effectively. It's a, yeah. Well, a, let's start. A it's fantasy about, world. Yeah, it's a fantasy world where uh just modern technology happened and everyone's like magic's too hard you got a light bulb you can turn it on and off easy yeah Um, i think that's one of my favorite aspects of the world building is that they give like a a concise but very effective excuse as to why magic isn't just the answer for everything yeah and i i think it was a believable excuse there i i think I think people I think that could possibly happen if magic was real. Yeah. Um, the the idea of like convenience just sort of yeah. puts makes it obsolete because like magic can do amazing things, but at the end of the day, you you don't really need to shoot lightning bolts in your everyday life. Yeah, exactly. And but you do need to use a toaster. Yeah. For sure. Um and it, you know, too much work. I'm a lazy guy. I could see I could see myself being one of the people who's just like, "Ah, oh, magic." That's too hard. Yeah. And also they established that you have to have some sort of like innate magic ability in order to use it. So not everyone can do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we, the beginning was maybe the beginning was a little, a little, uh, I can't remember it too well. The beginning. Yeah. I would say the beginning does, the beginning does drag out a little bit. It's essentially like, we get to know Tom Holland's character. I think it's Ian. Uh, yes. Ian, uh, Ian and Barley. Yeah. Ian and Barley. Um, so, yeah, he's I I guess they're new in town because uh, he doesn't have <laughs> any friends at school yet. And he's it's his birth. It's his 16th birthday. And he wants to learn how to drive. He wants to invite people to his birthday party. He wants to be like assertive and he does none of those things because he a little bitch. Yep. Um, there, I found the scene where he was trying to merge onto the highway very relatable. Uh, oh, as yeah. I'm sure a lot of people did just like they did a, such a good job of making all the cars seem so fast and scary to the point of like, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, um, everyone can relate. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just... I thought the beginning dragged a little bit. It was effective in setting up his character, but then again, Tom Holland does play the same character in every movie. (laughs) Just give this guy something new, you know? Yeah, make him, like, even a little bit confident, maybe? (laughs) Like, imagine... Could you imagine if the next movie Tom Holland is in, he's, like, a really confident, like, cool guy who who everyone's like, damn, that's a cool guy. That, That guy... That guy's real cool. Uh, I really want to see that actually now. What yeah, else is the he? Tom is Holland, he be in confident, something? macho, cool movie. He's gonna uh, be in. A, he's he's not gonna like be in Uncharted. 
he is he is cast in the Uncharted movie a, that as Nathan will never Drake. Be made. That's pretty confident, dude. If this is that's made, true, but the, he's playing young Nathan Drake. Oh God, they're gonna make him awkward, and <laughs> he's not yeah, gonna be as seen, cool. We've seen young Nathan Drake in Uncharted three, um, and he's like you know he's pretty confident, but he's not full on Nathan Drake yet. Oh, also, God. that movie's never going to get released, so it's not even. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Okay, I won't think about it then. It's out of my mind now. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's they. I mean, they set up what what it's about though mainly, which is the most important part, which is uh, their the the father has he died. Um, He's dead. He is dead. His father is dead. Um, so that it's introduced pretty early on and it's clear because I think I saw it in some review to me, it was clear that this was going to be the main theme that Pixar was going to be tackling in this film. Um, yeah. Like was lost. father and son. Yes. Early father, son, the relationship and loss and whatnot. Yeah. But that's the thing is like the movie isn't really about that at all. It's a it's a yeah. brother's movie. Yeah, that's the twist in the end, which got yeah. me, like because I that was the part that got me most. BB. OK, you mentioned big parts. That's probably the part that got me most. And that's the part where I cried because I did not expect it at all. Honestly, I yeah. like like I was imagining the end being some sort of like. I don't know. I I don't know what I was imagining the end to be about, but I was imagining it to be to tackle the theme of like growing up without a father, um, and maybe yeah, and just not be about brothers really. So mm-hmm. I was I I was very caught off guard by the fact that it was all of a sudden like oh shit, this is like about like your older brother sort of replacing your father, um, and being someone who. Uh, parents divorced and my dad like had to go to rehab for a while in his life and i had to be that for my brothers that hit me hard uh so so i was like oh boy that yeah i can relate to that like at first i was like i'm not gonna relate to this my dad didn't die (laughs) And and then i was like oh yikes this is in me hard and i only i only hope i could be i i only hope that i was as good of a brother as barley uh, yeah, well, John, I'll, I'm going to tell, tell you what. I'm going to do you a solid. I'll murder your father. <laughs> um, Thank you, man. I'm going to murder. I'm going to murder the shit out of your father, and right. then I'll figure out some resurrection <laughs> magic so you can hang out with his pants for like a day. I would love to hang out with his um, pants for sure. Yeah, and you know what? We'll see if we get similar results. Because um, you got a few brothers, right? Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I I have a fully intact father as well as no siblings, so this movie was completely lost on me. <laughs> I couldn't understand anything that was happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even, I didn't understand the pants thing. I was like, what's happening? Um, <laughs> my dad had a full body. Why does this dad just have pants? Yeah, this is not relatable. I have a, <laughs> I have one whole dad as opposed to this half dad. Exactly. I do like how, like, I think most people would describe it as his dad's legs, but I like how you said his pants. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to, I want to describe it as like, yeah, he's just hanging out with his dad's pants the whole day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the breakdown of Onward is two brothers hang out with their dead father's pants uh, <laughs> for a day. His khaki pants, yeah, yeah, and his purple socks. That that was an important detail. Oh yeah, and they dance with his pants. So yeah, 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, I thought, uh, sort of a clever little twist because everyone who saw the trailer to this movie expects you get the moment at the end where the dad like becomes a whole dad and he's like, he sees Ian and he's like, Ian, you know, I, I'm sorry. I never got to really know you, but you seem so great and I'm so proud of who you've become. And Oh my God, everyone's crying. But no, (laughs) they, uh, they straight up are like, no, you don't even get to see the dad close up. You see him from behind at a distance and you're like, Mm -hmm. damn, which I think uh, was a fantastic choice, by the way. Like, I was hoping, yeah. if, if for one thing, I was hoping if the dad, I was hoping the dad, like, I was hoping maybe that they didn't have, either one, they didn't have, like, enough time to resurrect the dad or whatever. Um, and they weren't in time, but he realizes, oh, it doesn't matter in some way. Um, yeah. But I think this was just as good as that one. Um, yeah, I think it it elevates the movie effectively in that, as we have learned from Rise of Skywalker, if you give everyone all the things they want, uh, it's just not as effective as if you sort of put a little twist on the formula and, uh, yeah. you know, deviate from, from our expectations a little bit to the point of that moment is so much more impactful because you don't hear the dad, you don't see him really clearly. Um, but you know, you kind of know exactly what's happening with uh, Barley and the father and everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I don't know. It would just be so un-Pixar-like, too. Because Pixar likes to stay to stay true to real life, usually. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't think they want to, like, two kids whose dad actually isn't with them anymore. I don't think they want to be like, oh, yeah, that's all, this is what fixes your problems. You'll see, you can see him again or something like Give them that expectation of, like... Uh, of that sort of being the ending ever. Um, yeah. So I don't know why I ever expected that to happen because I don't think Pixar would do that. Um, but if they did, that'd be a, a departure from what they usually do, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we can... I was also surprised that we sort of got a redemption arc for uh, Centaur Stepdad. Oh yeah, Centaur Stepdad got a got a redemption arc too, which I think is pretty dang good too Um, oh yeah well here i like fucking hated that dude the moment he walked on screen i'm like who the fuck is this half horse man he's not even wearing pants yeah um (laughs) i mean like he was played or he was introduced as like the the the, like the the mom's girl or mom's boyfriend that you know everyone does in a movie there's like rarely a situation where like your mom's dating someone new and you like them right I've never seen yeah. that in a movie. Um, like it's it's rare. I'm thinking of like I, I'm thinking of a bunch of movies. Can't think of anything. Um, yeah, I mean it's Boyhood, right? His his stepdad yeah. is a cop. Yeah. Um, except this one ends in a better place. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and also I should mention very quickly that they the, those jabronis over at Pixar. Someone said, okay, we're going to make Centaur. He's going to be a cop, but he's going to be a fat Centaur because it's modern times. They put the Centaur in a car and they have the audacity, the audacity not to show me what the inside of that car looked like. <laughs> true. It's very How true. the fuck? They get so close. They show his <laughs> hoof like stepping on the pedal to drive the car. They show him getting out of the car real quick. Where'd that horse ass go? Yeah, I don't know. That's the whole ass car he's filling up. How are you going to put a prisoner in the back? 
See, this if is, you got a horse ass filling up the whole car. If, if there was a novel, they would explain it, baby. But oh, you're learned, so right. They learned from Star Wars. They were like, no, no, we can't do that. <laughs> we just have to keep it up in the air. We got to keep those audience members thinking on their feet. Yeah, no, we will not put in any throwaway lines explaining the anatomy of this police car <laughs> for this horseman. They just have a whole diagram of his car in the in a novel. Yeah, in the book, it's the only picture in the book. God, the the higher ups at Disney are just like, you got to explain how the car works. Everyone is so upset. Everyone's roasting us on Twitter because they don't know how the car works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he got he had a redemption. I did not expect him to have redemption arc, BB. I'll tell you what, I expected them to just hate hate this man. I mean, who who likes their their mom's boyfriend? Yeah, um, and that's the thing is like he was the closest this movie really ever got to a villain. There really is no like central villain of this movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, this this movie also didn't have does BB does a dead dad count as a bad dad? <laughs> Now, this is the subcategory of bad dad, which okay. is dead dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. If the dad is not bad, he's usually dead. And in this one, since the dad usually or the dad like doesn't have any dialogue except for that one tape. Yeah. Um, he is in the subcategory of good but dead dad. Okay. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that for you. That's a quote you should hang on your wall. If the, <laughs> oh, yeah. If the dad is not bad, he is a dead dad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of my laws of yeah. movie bad dads. Because, yeah. you know, obviously the bad dad rule isn't universal. There are exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have those exceptions sort of categorized. Uh, and movies and TV rarely go out of those yeah. out of those bounds. If it's if it is a dad who is good, they're most likely just going to kill that guy. He's too good. Right. They've got to yes. have some conflict. A, a good dad will generally die. A bad dad will possibly be defeated. Yeah. Um, but usually ignored. Yes. Usually ignored. Dad Astra. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he was kind of defeated. I don't know. I I know. Here's the thing is he was just bad to the end. Yeah. Um, we get some reconciliation, but he was bad to the bone. So yeah. he's he's a top level bad dad. <laughs> god bad dads we should just do a full episode of bad dad we should yeah, do bad be dad down. month where we just watch movies with bad dad that are focused on bad dads yeah well i i've always maintained that boyhood is the number one top tier bad dad movie okay. that movie features three bad dads <laughs> well i gotta wa- i gotta rewatch boyhood i haven't seen it since like middle school or whenever it came out high school i guess yeah. beginning of high school yeah, Boyhood is Bad Dad the movie. Every other Bad Dad movie wishes they could be Boyhood. Wow. Well, I I didn't even see it in that aspect when I saw it the first time. So, I, Boyhood is where I had my awakening to this Bad Dad thing. Wow. Because after I saw Boy, Boyhood, I was like, man, all those dads were bad. And then I started thinking about like every other movie and show I'd ever seen. And, you're like, and I was every like, every dad Hold is on. bad. <laughs> they all suck. All these dads are awful. And if they good, they dead. Example, yeah. Batman. Wow. That's so true. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, we're figuring out the plot devices. It's like, it, it, there's got to be conflict in the character's life. So either they have a dad who's just an asshole or mm-hmm. they have a dad who's good, but he died. Like that's, those yeah. are the options, right? Yeah. Dang. I, 
yeah, I think I, I think I understand all movies now. Yeah, you've seen through the Matrix, and uh, yeah. nothing will ever be the same. I could go through every movie, and I could probably find either a dead good dad or <laughs> or a bad dad, right? Yeah. Wow, crazy. Um, but onward, uh, what else uh, is there to examine? That's the thing is, like I said, this movie's mostly adventure, so there's not as much like uh, meat on that bone. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the little moments stood out. I actually did really like the moment where they sacrifice the van. Yes, that was good. Um, I, I didn't totally know where they were going with that. And then I saw him like pick up the rock and cause what I thought was going to happen was Barley was just going to get in the van and be like, Ian, you do this. Like you got to finish this for us. And he was going to sacrifice his ability to see the dad in order to let Ian do it. Mm. Um, but nah, he just yeeted his car into that Canyon. Yeet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what he should have said. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was looking at the writers of this movie, and one of the writers, Keith Boonin, uh, mm-hmm. his only other writing credit is on Horns, the movie where Daniel Radcliffe grows horns. Oh, wow. He, he's really taken a step forward. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Just thought that was an interesting little fun fact. Um, but mm-hmm. they said, we need people to write this movie. Let's get the guy who wrote Horns. That was a good film. Yeah. To write a kid's movie. <laughs> a kid's Pixar movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fantasy, right? So it's yeah. like the same ballpark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, very, very nice. Uh, what else? Did you like how, did you like the where the title comes from, BB? I don't even remember where the title comes from. What was it? His barley in um, his car, instead of D for drive, he has oh, O that's right. for onward. For onward. That's right. They did say the name of the movie in the movie. Yes, they did. Um, I thought it was a cheeky little cheeky little way yeah, to have it. Yeah, it made sense. Yeah. And like in a fantasy world, you know, instead of your car saying drive, it would say onward because you're a fantasy person. Yeah. Onward. Yeah. Oh, here's something to talk about real quick. Yeah. It's not very much plot based, but we should touch upon the uh, gay Cyclops. Mm, of course. Um, it's because <laughs> uh, who is incre- it is a classic example of Disney being like, yeah, we have gay people in our movie. But also, like, if you like yawn too loud or kind or maybe you went to the bathroom for two seconds, you we don't it. have gay people in our movie. Yeah. Wait. So is there a moment in the movie where we can tell this person's gay or did they, Oh, did you not even notice? No, I, well, or I don't remember. (laughs) Well, that's what Disney wanted because, uh, (laughs) no, basically you remember who the character is, right? One of the cops. I know what they, yes, I know. Um, I remember. She has a line where basically, cause they're trying to get away from her and he's like, Oh, I get it. It's so stressful raising kids that aren't yours. And she was like, my girlfriend's kids, are, oh, are so stressful sometimes. Yeah, I do remember it. that. I yeah. do remember that. I don't like notice things like that because I'm too used to seeing movies about about gay about people. Gay people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it just goes You're over just my head. Completely blind. Like, yeah, of course she has a girlfriend. Like, yeah. you've probably already seen her side movie about her discovering yeah, herself I have, and, and yeah. her sexuality. It's, yeah, yeah, it's that coming of age story about a girl that I've seen every like, single one of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is just sort of like 
just sort of one of the more frustrating aspects of these Disney movies like Star Wars, where they just want the headline. They want the headline to say Disney movie has first gay character, first spoken gay dialogue, all this shit. And then the character is literally in the movie for two seconds and is like, I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) So they can easily also so they could just easily edit it out for the Chinese version, by the way. They could just be like, oh, we just edit that line out. Like, that's so easy. Yeah, exactly. And I think this movie was even banned in, like, Iraq or something because of that. Mm. And so it's like, okay, Disney, you you lose the profits from whatever countries won't allow this movie because it has a gay person in it. Yeah, but you also, like, don't satisfy or, like, anyone who wants representation in this movie because it's nothing. Just make it. I think it's time that they make... A movie about being gay. I think yeah, it's time. Honestly, or even like if you make one of these ma- in this movie, you make like Ian or Barley gay. Yeah. And then, you know, Ian has a crush on a a, co- a guy in, in school and he's too shy to ask him out. And in the movie, he asks him out because he's confident now and he knows magic. Yeah. It's like that's something. Yeah. And if your movie's going to get banned in China and the Middle East anyway, yeah. just do it. Maybe they're, I don't know. Hopefully they're like testing the waters maybe. And they're like, oh, we're getting banned anyway. Let's just go yeah, all out. Well, it's it's the wrong time to test the waters yeah, for yeah. any movie right now. Very true. Um, because I think if anyone, like I think Pixar should tackle that eventually. Um, once they, I mean, they, they cover so many topics um, about, you know, kids and growing up. And that's the one topic they haven't tackled exactly is... Yeah, is, and is I don't that. know if if like Pixar necessarily wants to make like sexuality a big thing because that's a very complicated thing for a kids movie. Very true, but they um, <laughs> it's not like they haven't tackled insane things that you would never expect to be in a kids movie yeah, in the first place. I suppose I suppose that is true, um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things like much like Star Wars, you know. I guess it's good that they're taking steps towards something, but. At this point, you know, if you're going to have two ladies kiss or you're going to have a gay Cyclops mention that she's gay for two seconds, you might as well just just do something a little bit more. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that's shocking to, like, my aunt. But to me, yeah. I'm just like, I've seen a movie with, like, a full-out lesbian sex scene at this point. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, this is the smallest thing to me, but it's like my aunt will come back and be like, oh my God, that one character was gay. And I'm like, yeah, whoa. <laughs> I actually, uh, I said I, w- I didn't have a Critics Corner this week. I went to one, uh, there's like one negative Onward review, which I didn't think was like really warranted a Critics Corner, but I should mention it since it's pertinent to the discussion. Um, hold on a moment while I navigate through Metacritic. Uh, so this this guy gave... Critics Corner. Oh my God! It's, Whoa, I said it wasn't going to happen. Oh shit! It's crashed <laughs> through the ceiling. Fuck. Um, you should have done some that's sort probably of coronavirus my, type thing, dude. Oh. No, listen. That's probably like my most spontaneous Critics Corner yeah. intro that's ever happened. Yeah. Because I didn't even mean to do it. Yeah. It's low. You'll do the next episode. You'll do coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Watch next week. Coronavirus has been like eradicated. <laughs> so, you just, so you can't do this anymore. So I just make like this really out of date, terrible joke. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so anyway, this critic's corner comes from Ag eight eight seven seven. Ag eight eight seven seven gave the movie two stars, and we're going to find out why. Two out of ten. Um, and they say this does not seem to be done by Pixar. An ill-made story of an anime, poorly developed sentimentality, <laughs> and rather forced LGBT Disney brand agenda. I put two because it has beautiful graphics. <laughs> It's his complaint that it's an anime. He, he says, "An ill-made story of an anime." Oh, I don't know what that means. I guess he thinks it's like it, similar to the plot of an anime. Not really. I mean, I've yeah. seen like a couple anime. I haven't seen that much anime, so I guess I'm not. I can't be the judge of it. But I don't know. It seems like it seems more. It reminded me more of like. D D than it did anime. Yeah, well, it was very clearly inspired by D D. Yeah. Um oh, and that's another criticism that'll bring up after Critics Corner is over. Okay. Um but yeah, it's it's like this guy saw the movie and was like, Oh, th- that throwaway line like meant something to him. He was like, Oh, they're trying to push gay people. And we're over here being like, Why even bother if you're not gonna <laughs> literally like, didn't even remember do something the line. With it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even remember it. <laughs> So the point is, like, this middle ground, like, nothingness is, it's helping no one. It's making no one happy. Yeah. You know, this guy who loves beautiful graphics because movies have graphics. Um, <laughs> he was he thought is, he was playing a video game. That's his. Yeah. Fault. He's now pissed because his controller didn't work in the theater. <laughs> He's like, um, is this thing broken? I can't even control oh, the characters. Is this game made by Naughty Dog? It's just a movie. <laughs> um but yeah so that's i guess that's a good way to sum it up is like we're over here on one side and ag is over here on the other side and uh he only likes graphics (laughs) people play it's like uh neil my former roommate i guess at this point got yeah (laughs) when me and uh, my other friends were playing minecraft in high school he was he was the kid who was like why are you playing this game? Look at the graphics. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I listen. There's uh, an article that just came out recently about how Naughty Dog is, has like horrible crunch and people are like sick of working there. Mm. And now all across Twitter, a bunch of dumbasses are coming out being like, well, you can't make an incredible game without crunch and, and like, you know, being really hard on your developers. And, so they're putting up a picture of like The Last of Us Part Two, which obviously has like beautiful photorealistic graphics, mm. and then a picture of Animal Crossing, which of course is very cartoony. <laughs> and Nintendo, uh, especially recently, has been like very open, like, "Oh, we don't really do crunch, and we have decent employee culture." And everyone's like, "Good, go Nintendo." Yeah. Um, but now they're trying to make the point that like because Nintendo doesn't crunch, <laughs> the best they can do is is Animal Crossing. Oh my god, the best that, they can like, do is an- that silly game for kids. Yeah. Oh, it, that's the thing that kills me is no one understands the difference between like technical graphical power and aesthetics and how like obviously Animal Crossing looks the way it does not because they couldn't do better but because that's looks- Animal Crossing as a game. <laughs> Imagine if it had the similar graphics to Last of Us. That would not fit yeah, the game right? at all. Just photorealistic human and like <laughs> real ass animals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that just make it such a worse game. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, we've gotten off topic. I will bring up my one uh, criticism D&D. of the movie is uh, it, it is very clearly inspired by D&D. You see like the class archetypes and you see even um, the uh, two brothers have their own archetypes and they show that at the end of the movie. Obviously, Ian is a wizard and Barley is supposed to be like a barbarian or a fighter because when he repaints the new van, it shows the two of them riding the unicorn. And Barley is uh, wearing like a helmet and he's got a big sword. And so it was weird to me that they very heavily play into Ian is the wizard, but then Barley never really gets the chance to be the barbarian class. He's just sort of along for the ride to the point where I expected the end of the movie to be like Ian does the magic that brings the father back and Barley wields the manticore's sword in order to defeat the dragon and that's sort of like them using their two individual skill sets to be the heroes whereas it really just comes down to ian being the hero and the mom being like the big hero yeah which i did i did enjoy the mom's involvement but i do agree that barley should have been more involved too Uh, yeah i think I think the mom was good, but I feel like her part ultimately took away from the brother narrative they were trying to tell. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely saw the mom. Like, I don't know. It felt shoehorned. Maybe it felt a bit shoehorned in the mom being there because, I don't know, I definitely... The mom has a role, obviously, when... Has a big role when uh, your dad dies, obviously, as trying to fill the father's shoes as well. So... Uh, yeah, it, but it was last second, kind of, it felt. Yeah, I that. think they could have made more effective use of the mom while still sort of giving Barley more of an active sort of fantasy involvement instead of just sorry, being the guy who drives the car. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, because the mom and the manticore were just sort of like messing about until the end and they finally get the sword and stab the dang thing Mm -hmm. even if the mom like because the mom doesn't kill the dragon she just stops it for a second even if barley was the one who like picked up the big sword and stabbed the dragon all the way to death then you'd be like all right i get it yeah but no he's just sort of sidelined to to talk to dad (laughs) just standing there with dad hoping yeah hoping he comes back yeah which he did he did yeah i agree with that i can agree with that that's Mm -hmm. agreeable Nice. Nice. I've said an agreeable thing. Yes, you have. Uh, Chalk one up on the podcast board, boys. <laughs> when does Soul come out, by the way? Because I am very It's supposed to that. come out in July. Okay. We'll see if that happens. Oh, that's very close, though. Um, also, the same time Here's the thing. Inside Out released. So I'm about yeah. it. Here's the thing, though, is it's not close. July is still several months away. But <sighs> so like a lot of me. stuff in June has already been canceled. So... Who knows? Ah, oh, God. Please don't cancel this movie. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all of entertainment this year because basically, at least until the end of March, everything's kind of not happening. Wait, is there a Marvel movie coming out this summer? May 1st. They haven't delayed Black Widow yet. Oh, Black Widow. Yeah, nice. so we'll... My we'll favorite. see if we can get into that one, but like my favorite character, yeah, in the Marvel universe. Oh, everyone's been scrambling for this black. <laughs> After they straight up moitered uh, Black Widow, they're like, okay, now we'll give her the movie. 
the, now everyone likes her because she's dead. So let's yeah. take advantage of that and give her a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's exciting. I am not excited about uh, all these movies being canceled because, yeah, now we're now we're getting into territory where there are movies I actually care about, BB, and they're going to start getting canceled. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, because I'm being selfish, of course, like everyone would be in this situation. Absolutely. But I'm excited. Maybe I'm excited to watch some more movies here, BB. Now that we've now that we're both working at home for this, let's. Let's crank some episodes out, you know? Yeah, we gonna we really I think at the very least we might be able to even backlog some episodes that's so we won't I, have That's what I'm saying. Uh, any major any major gaps and then when movies are back returned to the public come out of their cave uh from their winter hibernation uh we will report back and hey if movies don't come back Animal Crossing still comes out on Friday. <laughs> And maybe I can just do like a, a weekly report of what's happening in my Animal Crossing town. Turns into Big Boy Crossing, and uh, yes, talk about Big Boy Crossing. Uh, and I, I will call my town. Um, should I call it Big Boy Town? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. If I do that, I'm gonna have to. Is report there, co- is there multiplayer? Podcast. Can I like visit Big Boy Town? You can visit Big Boy Town. Yes. Yes. I am. Da- By oh, the way, oh shit! I'm and I'm gonna make famous. the town flag the the logo of Big Boy. Oh movies. yes. I am also getting oh, Animal Crossing yeah. this Friday, baby, because I am very excited. I played Animal Crossing New Leaf, and um, I didn't play it enough. I barely played it, but I still liked it a lot. I don't know what happened to it, but I st- I lost it or something. Yeah. Well, everyone who's ever played Animal Crossing does get to the point where you realize it's been like a year since you've played Animal Crossing, and even if you want to play it again, you can't because you don't want to see what's happened to your town. <laughs> That's what happens, baby. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah! <laughs> video Game Victor. Video Game Victor is also very exciting. Yes. Um, I'm honestly, this got me hyped to see some movies again, baby. So I am, whether or not we were backlog some episodes this week, I'm watching, I'm getting on it. I'm going to have some stuff to talk about next time we record. Yeah, so. I, um, I'm also going to try and get some, some movies in the tank while I'm working from home. Uh, even though I'll just edit with one headphone on and then have a movie in the other ear with a different set of headphones mm-hmm. uh, and we'll really, really bust them out. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, final rating for oh, yeah. I Onward. Oh, rate movies, too. Yes, we do. That is uh, the final culmination of our reviews, generally. Um, I would, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I think it's a solid Pixar movie, not my favorite um i've obviously gone over my general criticisms of it uh but i think it's still really good and really fun and has a solid sort of very theme heavy ending which i was a fan of although one other criticism i have that i want to get out there is that the movie at the end of the movie they're like oh ian you use magic to put the school back together and he's like yeah and i'm like what the fuck you just (laughs) waved your wand and the whole school got put back together uh yeah baby come on (laughs) Uh, it's that's that's so much work like how long was he doing that it, it it takes a while, but he brought his dad back. All right, that's true. I guess he also did lightning bolt, which I guess is sort of spell. similar to putting a school back together. Hardest yeah. spell. If he can do that, he can do anything. Yeah, <laughs> three and a half stars for me. I originally gave it three stars, but then I remembered I also gave Joker three stars, and I didn't want this to be on the same level. As Joker. <laughs> uh, I I gave this a four. This is a four. A nice little. I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll call it a little old four. It's a little tiny little four. Me. okay it's four 
Uh, yeah, that, I got nothing else to say about Onward right. besides well, see it. It was nice. Here, here we are trapped in our homes, as are you, which is why you're listening to this podcast, because there's nothing else to do. Um, hopefully next week we can bust out another episode for you guys. But until then, stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs>